Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and we get together every week and we talk about something financial and we do it in a way that makes sense and speaks in daily terminology because what I do know about finances is it gets made more complicated than it needs to be because we we have the ability, we have the uh, tools to understand it ourselves. And what happens is people get caught up in what they see on TV and what they maybe see in financial uh, newsletters or magazines, and they, they feel overwhelmed with it. So financially speaking came about because I spend uh, my, my days in my practice as a financial advisor and as a bookkeeper. And our financial practice, um, it helps people just understand their stuff. And I've, I've always said it even before I got into finance is people can understand their stuff. And it, it's a bit frustrating when uh, they feel that they can't because they've been made to feel that way by either the media or seeing, talking to different people or whatever the case is, seeing neighbors, seeing family members. And, and for whatever reason, they, they get overwhelmed and they feel like they can't do it. And, um, and I, I 100% believe you can, you can understand it. And what I always tell people is the overwhelm normally comes from trying to understand stuff that really doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter about your neighbors. It doesn't matter about your friends. It doesn't matter about who you see on TV or who you hear about on CNBC or BNN or CNN or any of the acronym uh, news networks. Um, what matters is your stuff. And your stuff is the only thing that matters. It's nice once you have your stuff all organized, they understand it, you're on track where you want to be. It's kind of fun if you want to know how many houses Warren Buffett has, or if you want to see how many yachts Jeff Bezos has, or what his taxes look like, or, or, or even if you want to talk about President Obama's tax returns, because they're all public too, uh, or President, current President Biden, or whoever you want to talk about. Um, people can talk about their income and their status and it, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> because it's not yours. What matters is what is yours. And I always want to encourage people to understand what they have, understand where you're at from a, an income perspective, understand where you're at from an expense perspective. And, and I tell people, it's not hard to track your cash. You write down what comes in and you write down what goes out. And if what goes out is more than what comes in, you have to make some changes. And if what comes in is more than what goes out, and it's not enough for the stage that you want to be in your life, then you need to make some changes. And those changes, the, the really cool thing is, it's the like the book, The Slight Effect or The Compound Effect. Um, it's little bits over a long period of time that make the difference. It's no different than gaining or losing weight. People didn't gain weight or lose weight overnight. It, it was gradual, day by day, change in habit, uh, consciously in some cases, um, trying to lose weight or trying to gain weight. You're very conscious about it and, and you're, making deliberate, you're making deliberate acts. And it's the same with your money. You just have to be conscious about where your money is. And making more money 
you can do by two ways. You can either get an increase in your income or you can decrease your expenses. Because if you save money, it's the same as making more. It's more money in your pocket. And that's what we do here on Financially Speaking. We talk about our um, daily financials and we talk about terms. Of course, there's some investments that we, we talk about different kinds of investments and understanding them so that everybody can understand their own stuff, um, which is important to understand your own current situation. It's also under, it's important to understand what you want your future situation to be. So if you want to be at a certain stage in retirement, for example, and you know that that's going to require a certain amount of money in income a year, then just figure out back engineering it and say, what do I need to do to get to that point in my life so that I have exactly what I'm looking for? And then you just follow the plan. And it is as easy as it sounds. What trips people up is when they they try and get uh, either competitive or distracted by somebody else. And uh, a lot of times you see stuff on social media and social media is a fantasy. It is not real life. People are not posting all the uh, the worst of it, the, they're not posting the best of it. Like you have some people that post just doom and gloom. You have some people that are posting stuff that makes them look like they're rock stars and they're in debt up to their eyeballs. Uh, so social media is entertainment. <laughs> it is not a testament to uh, how people are truly doing, in my opinion. So it, it's not healthy to use that as your measure or your metric to measure your life against or comparative. So just, um, focus on your own stuff. I tell people that all the time. I tell them that every day in my practice, just focus on your own stuff. Who cares what anybody else is doing? Let's get you stable first and on track to where you want to be. Because at the end of the day, nobody should care more about your money than you do. And that's what we do here on Financially Speaking. Specifically, I look at the money side of things. Um, But what we do here at Inspired Choices Network is we take a, a look at the whole person and we try to fit the pieces that everyone needs at the time they need it. And part of that comes from uh, individuals just plugging themselves into whatever particular show that they need the help with or the encouragement on. And that could be relationships. It could be business. You might need a business coaching or some advice there. It might be help with raising children. It might be with pets. It might be with your own mindset. It might be with your energy or your health. And I would encourage everybody to to really take a look at the other hosts on the show. We have some pretty spectacular hosts at the Inspired Choices Network, and they have a lot of experience and knowledge and, and they can help with all areas of your life because really when the whole puzzle fits together, you will be very happy, healthy, and wealthy. And I would wish that for everybody that's listening to my show um, who's joined us in the chat room, which you're always welcome to do on our live show. Um, and when we're not live, we're uh, uh, broadcast in our podcast on, I, I've lost track. I think it's over 200 platforms now, but you don't have to lose track of any of them because we have an app and it is so cool because it is so easy to operate. You can download the app from Android, from Apple, whichever your preference is, go to your the app store and just download it. You can listen live on demand. Uh, you can go back and you can listen to uh, podcasts 
that you might have missed, or maybe you didn't know we're uh, we're there and you just discovered it, you can follow um, your your hosts and you can listen to various parts or the whole parts of whatever podcast you want. Um, and of course, you can see us on the the TV side of things now too, which is pretty cool. So check out the Inspired Choices Network. It's a free app. So free, like zero dollars. It costs you nothing. Uh, you go into the app store and you download it and the value that you can get out of it could change your life. So uh, in my world, the rate of return is significantly high. So I would encourage you to go and download the app. Now tonight, uh, I'm going to talk to you about the holidays because believe it or not, uh, and everyone I've talked to just can't believe how fast the last year or so has whipped by. And here we are once again, approaching the holiday season. And with that comes a lot of excitement. And with that comes a lot of stress and it guarantees comes with it to spend some money. And that's where I'm going to come in and help you a little bit on the budgeting side of things. And it's not going to be necessarily something that's painful and and unpleasant as most people think budgeting is. I really just think budgeting is tracking your cash. Like just know where your money is. And I'm going to share with you the way I do my Christmas planning. Um, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't make me sound like I'm a lot of fun, but to me, it's a lot of fun, but I am going to share with you how I do my own personal stuff and see if that helps. And if it does great, if it doesn't, there's another system for you and nobody's system is wrong or right more than anybody else's, whatever works for you to keep you on track and keep you in the financial happy zone that you need to be in. That's what matters. So tonight we are going to talk about Christmas and holidays. Um, It's less than three months away, if you can believe it. Uh, It's incredible uh, how fast it's coming up. Um, I know a few people, uh, including my oldest daughter, who is uh, super excited about getting her Christmas tree up. And I know she's holding herself back because she's just anxious to do that. But uh, she's going to be there soon, I know. (laughs) Um, But it is, it's exciting. It's um, something that we need to plan for. And it's something that we need to be prepared for. So every year we know the Christmas season is coming. We know it's always in December and we always know the only thing that changes is the day of the week. We always know the day of the month that we're having it. We know Christmas is on the 25th. These are boxing days on the 26th. These are all things that we know that don't change. So for us not to be able to plan for it is not because the holiday is changing. It is because we are not planning. So here's what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what we're going to do this year because we're three months away. And we're going to talk about what we're going to do next December, because we know that Christmas is coming up next December as well. And the December after and the December after and after and so on and so on and so on. So we know every Christmas is happening in December. So for those of you who are already ready for this year, because you probably heard my show last year and I talked a little bit about it, um, that's fantastic. And you might pick up some new tips. For those of you who haven't, then we're going to get you ready for this year, but we're really going to get you ready for next year because that's what the best planning is when you can plan that far out. So tonight we're going to talk about Christmas and we're going to talk about planning. And we want to keep in mind that um, Preet Banerjee is a personal finance person. And uh, Preet said on the CBC, uh, the national interview that he did was, what happens every year is people's intentions are usually the same. And the short of it is 
people spend more than they planned. So they might be thinking, I'm going to spend X amount of dollars. And inevitably, they spend more than they originally had planned. And what they do is they pile it up on their credit card. And this is pretty common practice. So if you're doing this, don't stress out. You're in good company. Most Canadians and Americans do this and British. And frankly, I think people around the world that celebrate Christmas. Um, but I know sure for sure we do this in North America where they've got a pile on the credit card and then they have this credit card hangover they refer to in January. And of course, we all know that's when the bills come in. And instead, what they do, instead of doing that this year, what, what is recommended is take what you spent last year. So assuming you know what you spent last year, that would require you to have tracked it a little bit. So if you know what you spent last year, take that number and divide it by 48. And that's answer, whatever your answer is, the number you spent last year divided by 48, that's how much you should automatically be setting aside every week to a savings account or to an investment account or to some sort of area where your money is going to be and then you leave it. It's the set it and forget it idea. You leave it until next year. So had you done this last year and you said, okay, last year I spent X number of dollars on Christmas and I divide by 48, every week I need to put aside $50, for example. Then when you get to today or you get to Christmas, December, and you're doing your shopping, depending on when you do it, you know that you have that same amount of money and you've already got it set aside. So that's one of the things we can do today going forward for next year is we can start in January setting aside so much money a week for Christmas for next year. And then we'll have the money and we don't have to worry about this credit card hangover and we don't have to um, panic about where this money is going to come from, or we don't have to worry that we might have spent our um, education money or we spent our rent money or our, our mortgage money. And we're just going to buy, you know, something and rob from Peter to pay Paul as the saying is uh, in your own personal finances that causes more stress. That is not what we want to do. We want to eliminate stress. So, or minimize it at least this year until we can eliminate it next year if we're just starting this year to get organized with it. So have no fear. There is no bad time to start. The best time is always right now. So if you're listening today and you're thinking, what am I'm so worried about Christmas? I haven't even started. I don't know what I'm going to do because this last year and a half has been very strange and very unique in our world. And we may not have made as much money or not have as much access, or maybe we had to cash in some savings, as I know we hear about on the news, where people have struggled this last year because of businesses closing and so on and so forth. And uh, maybe things just aren't the same as they were last year. And you didn't have that savings plan in place last year for this year. So where are we starting from? Well, we're going we're gonna to deal with that too. We're going to talk about really taking care of our money and being aware of it this year. So, and being, when I say being aware, this is the thing that I think is probably the most important is write it down. If you don't write stuff down and I don't care if it's a goal, if it's a tracking of money, if you don't write it down, it's, it really doesn't seem real in the world because you've just got a dream and you're thinking, oh, I'd like to do this or whatever, but I don't write it down. So you're not, there's no accountability. There's no tracking. There's no keeping you um, focused on your goals and your commitments to yourself. So write it down. And, and to me, it doesn't matter. Track it on a spreadsheet, track it in a, 
a, on a piece of paper with a pen, uh, track it in crayon. It doesn't matter. Track it on a whiteboard, a smart board. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, just keep track of it so that you can seriously look at it and say, I know exactly where I put my money. I know exactly what I spent it on. Instead of getting to the end of the year and say, I have no idea what I bought anybody. I don't know how much I spent. I have, in my case, I have four kids. Did I spend more on the oldest than I did on the youngest? Did I spend the same amount on all four of them? And you can, people I know, travel, I, I know roughly I've spent X amount of dollars on each kid. Um, and I'm going to share with you after the break exactly what I do. And then I'm going to share with you some tips on getting ready for Christmas and how to keep track of stuff yourself with some ideas. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Inspired Choices Network. Uh, and this is Financially Speaking. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And we're going to make it a Merry Christmas financially. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. <clears throat> you are listening to Financially Speaking <clears throat> on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And we are talking about Christmas. And we're talking about how we're going to have a Merry Christmas without the stress of the money. So I said before we went to break that I was going to start off sharing with you how I do it. And if that's helpful, and it might be for some people, if you're uh, those of you that are designed the same way I am will maybe like this way. Those of you who don't, will f I have some other options for you that will speak to you, hopefully, and take some of that stress away for you for this holiday season, because it's coming up soon. Um, so what I do is I shop all year. And I, uh, if you've ever listened to my show, you probably will remember me saying many times that I am a spreadsheet fan. I love spreadsheet. I love Excel. I do everything in Excel. So what I do is 
I have an Excel spreadsheet set up and it says, I have a tab that says Christmas 2020, Christmas 2021, Christmas 2022, so on and so forth. You get the idea. I have one that says birthdays 2020, birthdays 2021, birthdays 2022. Um, and then I have one that says other. And that is where I put everything like uh, wedding showers, um, uh, baby showers, uh, special events, like um, an anniversary party or something to that effect. And then I put that in. So I have an other for 2020 and other for 2021, other for 2022. So I tell you that because I have several years in there and I can go back and I can see what did I buy for Christmas last year or the year before? What do I have this year for Christmas? And then next year, I can already start saying, this is what I have for Christmas next year. And this is what I have for birthdays next year. And it's very simple. And what I do is in that tab that says Christmas 2021, it's got all the names of the people that I'm buying for or um, taking gifts for. So whether it's a Christmas party at work, if it's um, a, a volunteer organization that I'm with and they have a secret Santa, I have everything written down. Anything I'm taking in to my, the vet, that looks after my dog, uh, my hairdresser, anything that I'm doing for anybody, their name is on my spreadsheet. And on that spreadsheet, it says the gift I bought. It's got the columns with their name. Everyone's got a name at the top. And it says the gift purchase, what it is, where it was purchased, how much it was, and the day I got it. And then I list out everything that I plan on getting. And then when I go and get it, I fill the date in on when I got it and the actual price of what I spent and then I highlight it and everything highlighted is I have it in my possession. It's purchased and done. It's a very simple system. And then it has a summary at the bottom that says grand total of what you've spent on family. And I have all my family there, grand total of what I've spent on friends and grand total of what I've spent for work or on, on non-family and friends. So it's the other category. And then I have a total of all of those three added up and I know exactly what I've spent for Christmas. I know what I've budgeted for Christmas. I know what I'm budgeting for birthdays. And then when I go into other and I have Valentine's day in there, or I have Easter in there um, because I buy the kids chocolates or whatever um, that's budgeted and that's in there for the following year. So I'm already, I want to always be working a year ahead. So <clears throat> this year, <clears throat> sorry. So this year, um, if you look at my spreadsheet, you'll see who I'm buying gifts for. And then I always have a filler just in case something comes up. So sometimes something will happen. Uh, now, probably not this year because things are different, but somebody might show up at my house who came with one of the kids or was someone that we invited because they didn't have any place to go. And I will have an extra gift for them. And that's in my other category. And it's accounted for when we used to have, um, Christmas Eve parties, we would always have gift exchanges. And I would always make sure that there was a couple extra gifts on the gift exchange in case somebody showed up <clears throat> and they didn't know about the gift exchange and the little game that we play, they're, they're $10 gifts. So that's all in my spreadsheet to say, this is what I'm spending for Christmas. And then the nice thing about it is I don't have to question whether or not I spent the same amount on each kid. I don't have to worry about whether or not I forgot somebody. Uh, I don't have to worry about whether or not um, I didn't have enough or I had too much or how much did I spend because I know exactly how much I spent on each person and I know when I bought the gift and I know where I got it. So if somebody really likes the gift, so for example, if one of the kids, boyfriends or girlfriends really likes something and I think, oh, 
that would be a great gift for them next year. Then I know where I got it. I know roughly how much it was because maybe it'll go on sale and I can get it during the year. Um, and then I, I just put on my spreadsheet for next year. So it's very easy. It takes very little time. I buy it. I post it to my spreadsheet. It takes me two seconds to put it in there. And then I know what we've got. So for me right now, um, I know exactly what I've got for the kids. I know where I've got it. And, and truthfully, we all know that most of the stuff this year was all, uh, a lot of it was e-commerce because um, we were shut down for many, many months out of the year. So a lot of the stuff that we had to get, um, you get it when the sales are on. And that's the best time. I have no issues with buying things when they're on sale. I have no problem with saving money. I have, uh, I don't feel bad that they are getting something that's on sale because the value is still there. Um, so everybody's happy. I save money. They still get what they, they want. And the kids know that uh, throughout the year, I'm always shopping. So if I hear them say something or they make a comment and I'm like, oh, that's what they really want for Christmas or their birthday, then I'm able to write that down. Maybe I get it, maybe I don't, but at least I have that in my column to say, hey, these are some birthday ideas, how much it costs. And it works out because then I always know where we're at for Christmas. So that's my personal one. Um, then when I have everything together, I have a spot that I put it in. So everything's sorted in, um, well, don't tell them it's the upstairs closet, but in the upstairs closet, I have everything sorted uh, for the people that they're for. So I have the family ones all together and organized by kids. I have the friends ones together organized by who's who. And then I have another one that's organized by who, where they're going to. So it makes it very easy. I know they're all in one place. I know it's a place that nobody's going to go and look because none of the kids live at home anymore. <laughs> but I also know it's a very safe place that's um, out of sight. It's organized and uh, I can go and look at it and say, okay, yeah, I remember what that looks like. For example, if I didn't remember, um, I can remember, you know, where I'm at with everybody just by looking at my spreadsheet and saying, yeah, I, I still have to get that one gas gift certificate because that goes with one of the girl's boyfriends or something to that effect. So those are all easy, easy ways that I keep track of it. Now, how I coordinate all that into some of these other options I'm going to give you is pretty simple. So when you're looking at Christmas, um, it's like, no, it's a special event inside the year. So you set a budget for it. You know, you're going to spend a certain amount of money on it. And I said before the break, you know, you take what you spent last year, divide by 48. And that's how much you're saving every week to go towards your next year's budget. If you haven't done that yet, you're just starting this year, no problem. So set a holiday budget. If you know how much money you want to spend on Christmas, that makes sense for you and your family. Not because you need to impress somebody that you're not going to see and never going to, they're not going to be at your party. And it's not somebody you buy gifts for. You're not trying to impress people. What makes sense for you and your family? Then set that amount and then figure out who you're dividing it up with. So if you have three kids and you're spending a certain amount on each child, and then you have an aunt and an uncle that you're going to buy for, or you have parents, or you have siblings, or you always buy for your neighbor across the street, or you have a secret Santa at work, whatever the case is, then divide out that amount of money. So you now know that $50 or $100 is each child is my limit. And then you know, and so you can very easily set up a budget. 
and then make a shopping list. Make a list and stick to it. So if you know what you're going to get for them, then write it down, make the list and go in and get it. Now, if you don't know what you're going to get for them, then you're going to have to get a little bit um, creative and talking to them and asking, you know, if depending on the age of the kids, they'll tell you what they want or you'll know what they want. If they've just got their own apartment, they're going to need some stuff for their house. If they're in school, they're probably going to need some stuff for school or they're going to need a gift card for food or shopping or like for groceries or whatever the case. So you know what stage the kids are at. So take that and just realize where they're at. And, and quite honestly, there was a time when it just made sense to give them some money because they were at that age where that's what they wanted. So you might buy them, a, you're going to spend a hundred dollars. So you might've gotten them, you know, a gift and then gave them a $20 gift card or $20 in cash or whatever the case is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that counts as their gift. So count, so make sure you count it. Um, if you're going to go with, um, if you're, if you're on a tighter budget, and you're, you have four kids or so, and they each have boyfriends or girlfriends, and you don't want to buy for all of them, that's okay. Then implement a secret Santa program. And it's a lot of fun. And you can draw names. So I might draw the second oldest, and the second oldest might draw the youngest, and the youngest might draw, draw her fathers, and so on and so forth. So you each buy one gift, but you have a lot of fun because you're drawing for it. So you can go with the secret Santa route. Everybody loves it and it's good on the budget. Um, you can also do potlucks instead of inviting everybody over for dinner and you pay for all of it. Ask, we're going to do a potluck. I'm going to make the main course. Let's say it's a turkey and um, somebody else is going to bring the potatoes and somebody else is going to bring a vegetable and somebody else is going to bring a pie so that you can do a potluck and it saves everybody's budget. Uh, you can do e-cards instead of buying the, the physical Christmas cards. You can do e-cards and send e-cards out. There's nothing wrong with that. And people can keep them longer because they're going to be on their computer and it's an easier place to store them. So that might keep them in their possession a little bit longer. Um, and you don't have to go through with all these uh, family Christmas photos for the card. You don't have to have professional photos. You don't have to go through all this extra extravagant. If you can't afford it, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, paying cash. If you have the cash set aside and you know, now I know there's, there's some, I, I struggle to be telling people to pay cash because what I really mean is if you have you can physically take the cash, obviously, and you have it and you spend it and it's gone. That's it. Your shopping's over. Um, I just worry about people losing anything or in this time of season where things go missing and there's a little bit more sticky fingers in the world. Um, I don't want to see people lose the cash because there's nothing to do about it. Instead, what I would do is set up an online account. If you don't have a Tangerine or an EQ bank or some kind of account that has zero fees on it, then set one up. And use that account by putting your money into it and you get a debit card. So you can use that debit card. And when that account's empty, you're done shopping. It's just like the end of the, you know, the wallet's empty, so to speak. So that's one way. And I think it's safer. So you're not losing cash and carrying it around. So whatever account your, your Christmas money's in, use that account and that, that debit card. And when that card's, when there's no money left in that account, you're, you're done shopping that year. Um, be very careful with credit cards. And I know I say this on all kinds of shows, not just about um, holidays. It is so easy 
very, very easy to spend and charge and charge and charge and then forget that you've racked up whatever amount of money you hadn't planned on racking up. So be very, very careful with that. Um, they can, you might also get into a, a position where your credit limit gets raised, um, but you just want to be awful careful with your credit cards. I always recommend that if you're going to use a credit card, then use the one with the limit, the low limit, which is going to be your Christmas limit on it. Just have one card that has, say you're going to spend $1,500 at Christmas. I don't know what the number is. Maybe that's too high for some people. Maybe it's too low. I'm just picking a number for example. Say you're going to spend $1,500. Have a credit card that has a $1,500 limit and have $1,500 in your account that you know is for Christmas. Charge it up if you wanna get the points and use your credit card. And when it gets to that $1,500, if you buy it all in one month, for example, then you pay it off and you're done. Now, as you're using it throughout the year, because presumably you're gonna be next year, you're gonna be doing it all year, then as you use that card, you pay it off. As you use that card, you pay it off. And you're, you know you're paying off, you're using up your Christmas money because that $1,500 is sitting over in your Christmas account which is paying no fees because we did it online with one of the many accounts that pay no fees. So you have $1,500 sitting there and you use the card in February, paid $100, paid it off. Use the card in, in March, paid $200, paid it off. So if you're going to use your credit card, then, then implement the complimentary system where you have the account and the cash for it. Um, do your best. And I know sometimes it's difficult, especially this year when we're just getting into the habit of stuff. Try and avoid last minute shopping. That's when you overspend because you're panicked. Oh, I forgot to get grandma something or I forgot that my daughter's boyfriend was coming and I need to run out and grab something for him. Uh, that's when you overspend. That's when you're not paying attention as well. That's when you are a little bit emotional in spending because you're avoiding the lot, you're, you're doing the last minute stuff. So do your best to avoid last minute shopping. Um, there's other options. Now, save money is tight this year because this year has been very difficult for people. There is nothing wrong with giving your gift of time. Time is your most valuable commodity. And if, for example, you have a grandparent or someone who needs your help and you're a handy person and you can help around the house, then do up a little gift certificate that says this is redeemable for, you know, repairing the creaking door or um, taking you grocery shopping or spending the day with you going for a walk and having lunch or whatever you're going to do, have a picnic in the park. Uh, there's lots of stuff that you can do and save a lot of money. So don't be afraid to give your time because that's a very, very valuable gift. And don't forget that thoughtful gifts really um, outshine the expensive ones. So if you have someone that is um, uh, crafty or has some talent that way uh, as an artist or whatever the case is, and they make a drawing or a picture or a painting or a sculpture, or they do up a, a fancy uh, pillow with embroidery, uh, that means a lot when coming from somebody. So don't discount how thoughtful a gift like that can be. And, and I know how much work I've seen ladies that make the, the afghans and, and knit and so and so on. It takes a lot of their time. And there is nothing at all wrong with a thoughtful gift like that instead of an expensive one. Um, and I'm going to tell you absolutely. And this is why we're doing this show right now, starting coming into the October month, because we're going to be able to take advantage of all kinds of sales. And I know most people are shopping online because 
of the restrictions and, and whatever they've had over the years, the last couple of years on retail shopping. I know some of them are, uh, a lot of them are opened up. A lot of them are not opened up completely. So if you're shopping online, here are some dates I want to share with you. Um, Amazon Prime kicks off around October the 13th. Uh, these are special sales days. Don't be afraid to take advantage of them. There's no prize because you pay full time, full price for something. There's Black Friday, which is right after Thanksgiving. There's Cyber Monday, which is the Monday after Thanksgiving. There's uh, free shipping days, um, I think December the 14th, that a lot of stores have with a minimum order. So don't be afraid to take advantage of free shipping. Uh, when you order stuff, I know there's one site that I order from and I get a discount on my next order. So if I'm going to order something from them, I get a discount code. So I'm going to save money on that. Uh, don't be afraid to use those. Um, use the apps. There's so many apps. And I did a whole show on them last year, I think, with uh, the different apps that you can save money on. So download the apps and do not be afraid to use the saving money, the price matching and all this stuff with your groceries that you can do and the um, various apps that you can do, like Checkout 51 and all that, where you can buy stuff and, and either get immediate discounts or you upload your receipt and you get you build up so much and then you get a check for it. There's all kinds of those sites and those apps. So don't be afraid to use those. Um, the bottom line is that um, the holiday spirit is not about overspending and it's not about um, going into debt and it's not about the whole hangover of your credit card in January. Uh, it's about enjoying the season, spending time with each other, your family, your friends, um, quality time with, with who's in your house, depending on what the rules are going to be for um, gatherings for Christmas. So no matter what it is, this is not a season that is meant to make you financially stressed. And that's a lot of the time what it does. So if you haven't implemented the save for Christmas last year program, and you're just starting right now, start now and write out your list on who you're buying for and how much you're prepared to spend on the whole Christmas season. And then allocate from that money, who's getting how much, and then start now because the season of sales is just coming on. So don't be afraid to start buying on sale. So that is uh, a little bit of how, um, we are going to save for Christmas. And I have gone way over on my break, haven't I? <laughs> so uh, don't tell Kim, the producer. Oops, sorry, Kim. <laughs> but we're coming up to our next break soon, so we'll take that one. Um, so how to set up our, so those are some tips for our, um, what to look for at Christmas. Uh, now, just to keep in mind that you're going to, to give you some concept of how much money this is, over $730 million or billion dollars, B with a B, is going to be spent at Christmas time. $730 billion in the U.S. alone. Like that's a huge amount of money. If you can just try and wrap your mind around that, that's a lot of stuff that's being bought in the retail um, arena. So you don't want to get caught up in thinking that uh, you have to be spending the most or you have to outspend people. <clears throat> there is i I'm going to give you a, another concept and this is a David Ramsey concept. It's a zero budget, um, zero based budget concept is what it is. So you take your income, which is every dollar that comes into your house and you list all your expenses that have to go out of the house. 
and you end up with zero dollars at the end of the month. And in, in that budget, you have implemented the um, amount that you're doing for your savings, amount that you're doing for your investments, amount that you're doing for your holidays, for gifts, um, every single thing that you're spending money on. There's at the end of the month, the idea is to have zero left. That doesn't mean you spent all your money. That means some of it went towards your life insurance, some of it went towards your insurance for your house. And then you've also incorporated a savings and investment plan, which means you have money that's gone into your investment account, money that's gone to your savings account, money that's gone into your holiday account. So at the end of the month, and it's, and it's a little bit, um, if you like puzzles, it's kind of fun to do because you have to make sure you balance at the end of the month to zero to show that I had this much money coming in and I paid my phone bill, my taxes, my insurance, and I paid that and the other, I paid my, paid myself first, which is your investments. And then here's what you have uh, for your holiday fund. And I have no money left to spend anywhere. That's the zero-based budgeting concept. Um, it's kind of cool and it's kind of fun if you like that stuff. Um, it's not, people get confused though when they think that it's zero-based. That means, oh, I got to spend everything. No, if you have, if you get down to the end and you're like, oh, I didn't balance by $5, then that $5 is probably going to be in your savings account or your investment account because you have technically that kind of money left over. Um, so you write down your income, you write down your expenses, uh, subtract your expenses from your income, and that's going to equal zero because you've given every single dollar a job that comes into your house. Now, <clears throat> of course, you want to, again, plan out what you're going to spend this year, and you can track it online. There's there's different programs, and it's kind of fun, and uh, I mean, I do it in I, I just use my simple Excel spreadsheet that I mentioned to you earlier. Uh, I like it because I can take it anywhere with me. I don't need the internet for it. It's on my computer. I don't need to worry about Wi-Fi or anywhere. Uh, I can look at it and fill it in anytime I want. If I happen to be somewhere, um, then I'm like, oh, just bought something for one of the kids. Boom, there you go. Uh, the other thing that you can remember is you can move amounts around when you need to. So Let's pretend that you were going to spend $50 on grandma and uh, what you were going to get her was on sale and you bought it for $35. So that's another $15. You can move that around. It doesn't mean it's not a $50 gift. It's mean you only spent $35 on it. So that $50 you can move to either somebody else, or if you feel inclined, you could buy another gift for grandma um, because you want to spend $70 or $50 on it. But I always, people forget that just because you spent um, $35 on it, you got it on sale. It doesn't mean it's not a $50 gift. So you actually, when they, somebody gets that and they know well, that's a $50 gift, they don't know that you bought it on sale. So don't forget that you've saved $15 and that's okay because you can now reallocate that $15 to somebody else. Um, so don't worry, don't forget about that part of it. So how are we going to set up a Christmas fund? You can do the cash jar that I know everybody's seen and heard on TV. Um, I, I just know nowadays I, I worry a little bit about real cash being in your hand in case you lose it or it gets stolen. You're, you're, you because there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I would recommend have one of those, have an online account 
that doesn't charge fees. This is key. I do not want you incurring bank fees because you set up a new account. So set up an account that's a holiday account and that doesn't charge fees and then use that to start putting your money away every month, every week. Um, right now, you start transferring over, you know, the amount that you're going to be using for your budget. Um, then do your inventory. So ask yourself, where do I need to spend the money? When do I need to start? Um, what stores am I looking at? Are they in person? Are they online? Um, when are there sales? Like I just mentioned some key dates. Um, when do the sales go on? So I can uh, keep an eye out for them. And if you find yourself saying that you're spending a little bit too much, say, okay, well, what can I trim off of that? So should I cut back on an entertainment? Should I cut back on a decoration? If I um, have to buy Christmas lights this year, um, maybe I should cut back on those. Whatever the case is, then you can start asking yourself. If you need to boost your income, you're not potentially you could get a, a Christmas uh, seasonal job, um, but you could. There's an awful lot of stuff you see online for marketplaces and auctions, and and it's it's kind of like a an online uh, garage sale, I guess. Um, if there's a lot of stuff you found that you you wanted to get rid of, now would be the time to do it. If you're doing some clean out of the house then that would boost your income because you can sell all the, you know, the old toys that nobody's using or the old clothes that nobody's wearing, or um, you had a table and chairs that, that you replaced and you just haven't gotten rid of the old one yet. You can sell it online or have a garage sale, or, I mean, right now it's kind of tough with COVID rules on how you should do stuff, but online you're fine. So you can sell it online. That's one way to boost your income. So those are some ideas that um, we can do to make our Christmas a little bit merrier uh, on this financial side. And we're going to take our last break of the night. And when we come back, I will just give you some money saving ideas for the holidays. And um, hopefully that will help you get on track to have a very healthy and wealthy Christmas from a financial point of view. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and I'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we have been talking about Christmas and planning for Christmas in a financially fun, I hope, and healthy way so that everyone can enjoy the holidays and not be surprised and 
and scared and stressed when January comes and uh, they get their uh, credit card bills and, and so on so that they're all stressed out about what they've spent. So some of the things I've talked to you about are how to track what you're doing. It's, it's all about tracking. It, honestly, everything is about tracking. Write it down and keep track of it. And the sooner you do it, the better. So if we're going to get going this year on our tracking plan, that's great. We're three months ahead for this year, but we are actually going to be 15 months ahead for next year because we're going to start tracking for next year as well. So some of the um, tips, I guess, tips and ideas that I can tell you for this year, for Christmas and for every year, frankly, is uh, <clears throat> limit your guests, limit your gift list. So you don't have to get out of control and buy for every single person you've ever met. Write your list out early so you know who you're talking about and who you're buying for. Um, but limit your list. Don't feel like you have to give out of obligation. So make the list of people that you're um, legitimately who you see, who you spend time with, who you want to see and spend time with and, and who you exchange gifts with. And, uh, people send gifts out of obligation sometimes for relatives they haven't seen in years or, or friends that they haven't seen. And just be, be aware of who your list is on your, who the gifts are for your list. Um, agree to scale down. So um, if you have a big family, like I mentioned before, do the secret Santa and <clears throat> it's a lot of fun, but you're also able to scale down yourself. So this year it's, it's not going to be uncommon for money to be tight for people because of the last year and a half or 18 months. So 19 months that's been going on. Um, so limit your, limit yourself on your, your list and, and agree to scale down shop early. I've talked about that shop early. Um, I, I like to shop. I don't actually like to shop at all, but I shop all year. So when I see something, I get it. I put it away. I put it on my spreadsheet. I know what I've got. Um, shop online. If you, I, I'm all for supporting local. And I think absolutely it's a great idea if you can do that. Uh, this year is a little bit special on whether or not and to what extent people are open. So if you can shop online, uh, part of the advantage of shopping online is there's no impulse shopping. Uh, sort of <laughs> um, because you're not seeing stuff in the store and you're not grabbing it at the last minute. Um, so <clears throat> don't be afraid to support local and shop online and keep yourself under control. Uh, shop secondhand. There's nothing wrong with that either. Give homemade gifts, um, which could be edible. It could be beauty products. It could be, I talked about the gift of your time. Um, maximize your savings. So that means make sure you're getting the best price. Uh, don't, if you buy it at the last minute, it's usually overspending because you had to get it here, even though you could have got it, you know, much cheaper someplace else, or you can't get it. Uh, it would have been a lot cheaper if you ordered online, but now it's too late. You won't get it. So you overspend in the store or whatever. Um, and don't go overboard. You, people get a little bit out of control. Um, there's a lot of deals on Black Friday in the stores and Cyber Monday and, and stuff like that. Uh, don't, it's okay to get the sale and get the deal, but you don't have to go overboard just because you did. Um, you could reuse paper for a recycling idea. Um, you could use fabric that you have for wrapping ideas. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Um, you can use found, uh, found objects. So like collages of family photos, you could do 
um, bowls of fresh fruit and collectibles. Like there's lots of stuff that you can do. Um, you can make your own, uh, that's for sure. Homemade decorations. Uh, if you have younger kids, uh, it's fun to do the crafts with them. And then it has a lot of meaning for the Christmas tree if you're doing that. Um, it's not, don't be afraid to use the dollar store. They got some very cool stuff that you can use, especially for bags, cards, you know, uh, um, wrapping paper or anything like that. Um, save on travel if you can. If you can drive, if you, if you have to go somewhere, you can drive instead of fly. If the time permits, it's, it can be very effective on, on saving money. You can look for deals. If you have to travel, book early, be flexible because there's certain days that are cheaper to fly than others. And don't be afraid to look at discounts. Um, don't be afraid to save on entertainment. And again, limit the guest list because if you have fewer people, then it requires less, less food and food can, is, let's face it, food's very expensive. Um, skip dinner. If you want to have um, meals with people, do, do brunches, do a finger food reception, have dessert, do coffee and tea. Um, if you're vegetarian, if you're going vegetarian, that could be cheaper than the meat this year. Um, I mentioned potluck before, do a potluck deal. Um, and some people might not like this one, but you could lower your liquor bill. You don't have to have as much liquor or you don't have to have the variety of liquor that you might already have. Uh, so those are some tips on helping to make it a very merry, stress-free, financially good Christmas. I hope some of them are ones you can implement. Um, again, join us every week here on Financially Speaking. Uh, we're here every Monday night live. You're welcome to join us in the chat room. And then it goes podcasts uh, after that. And you're able to download it on our app, which I encourage everybody to get. And we will take, we tackle every financial topic that, that people want to hear about. Every single one of the topics I have on the show is because somebody's asked me about it or because I've had a lot of these conversations in my office during the day. And a lot of the time right now, especially I, I'm trying to help some uh, people with their finances and stay on track and stay focused and, uh, and, and remember how uh, it's not about what you, what you spend on people. And I mentioned that before, it's not about the expensive stuff. It's your time is very important. The thought is very important. If you've gotten something for someone that isn't terribly expensive, but it's something they really want, they will really appreciate it. And it will mean a lot coming from you. So don't be afraid to really watch your budget. Um, again, there's no prize because you spend a lot of money. So join us again here on the Inspire Choices Network. And we'll be back next week. And we'll be talking about more money saving ideas. And hopefully you will be able to save some money. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.